The views and opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the author and any content provided by the hosts or the guests of this podcast are based on their own opinions and upon information that they consider accurate or reliable. It should not be relied upon as such. The content should be only considered for entertainment purposes only. Thanks. Get your smoke on, I'll get your chill on, let's get these conversations on, crawling on moms, and anybody who's living life, the Pop Moms Podcast is here, talking all things cannabis, with a mama twist, like a freshly rolled hemp joint, infused with a bit of that, a bit of this, it's all part of the experience of life, thanks for tuning in, you ready to begin, then welcome to the PMP, Pop Moms Podcast. Why were you clapping for us? Yes, for us. The slow the clap? Sound, the sound. Oh, that's really funny. Well, that'll be a good way to memorize it. Yeah. Um, hi. To Welcome to the Pop Moms Podcast. Hello. I'm Kate. I'm Eunice. Um, and today we're talking about CBD. Um, so we've already covered some CBD in the past, mm-hmm. um, but today we're excited to talk about smokable CBD. Mm-hmm. Um, so CBD can be smoked through CBD vapes, CBD cigarettes, CBD pre-rolls, and raw CBD flour. And blunts. Um, mm-hmm. We can't forget about blunts. <laughs> it can also be eaten or taken sublingually or under your tongue. Mm-hmm. That's just a fancy word. Sublingual. Sublingually. <laughs> it's kind of hard to say. Sub, what is that? Sublingually. <laughs> Sublingually. Sublingually. <laughs> we've got it covered. Um, we've covered eating it. Um, check out last season's episode if you want a refresher. And it's honestly not going to really be a topic that goes away for us anytime soon. <laughs> um, but out of all of the ways that you could possibly imagine using CBD, um, smoking it, inhaling actually is the most effective route of delivery. So I didn't know that. That was news to me. I didn't know that either. That makes um, sense. I mean, I would almost think that eating it, but then when you eat it, you have to digest it versus it hitting your system through your lungs. So mm-hmm. news for that. <laughs> um, and this means that the smoking or the benefits of smoking CBD can be felt almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. And so that's really important for people who are experiencing pain or um, anxiety. anxiety or just like overall like the world's ending, <laughs> which I sometimes get. Um, so I really appreciate CBD. Also, a pro tip, um, sometimes um, I will actually smoke CBD in tandem or after I smoke THC. Mm. If I find out that it is um, too, like, anxiety-inducing of a strain, it can kind of really kind of take that edge off, and you can ex- experience it and um, maybe appreciate it a little bit more. Yes, because, like, um, that's one of the complaints that we hear, or I've heard about legalized marijuana, is that sometimes it's so strong it gives people more anxiety than, it than like, when they bought it illegally. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this, that's a good tip. I didn't even think about that. It kind of like, like slows it down a little. It curves it, mm-hmm. you know. And that was really that's honestly I've said it before. One of the things that I like about CBD is just that it just makes you not reach that level in which like you get Too over high? the top. I don't know. No, like anger. Oh, <laughs> like I never like I can get really angry, but I'll never like I'll just meh. 
<laughs> Maybe I should do more CBD. <laughs> We're loading Eunice up on CBD. <laughs> the next episode, you're going to be like, hey. Hey. Nothing, no feelings. Nothing controversial. <laughs> nothing Nothing. Am I mad at like, I hate you. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm a robot. <laughs> like, I am a robot. <laughs> yeah, do it again. <laughs> I'll show you my full robot someday. Yes. Um, so for this episode, we had the privilege of speaking with Plain Jane. Um, Plain Jane is run by a woman named uh, Lindsay, and she's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a great time um, meeting her and interviewing her as well. Um, Plain Jane is a CBD company, naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, they focus on smokable CBD, which is what we're talking about today. Um, they've got Moon Rocks, which do you know what a Moon Rock is? Like a real moon rock? No. Oh. <laughs> a rock from the moon. Uh, it's a nug that's dusted in Keefe, and they're beautiful to look at. Um, you just missed that lob. I did. I did. <laughs> it's probably because we haven't smoked yet Yes, today. I was just about to say. Like, We're here. I'm here. <laughs> Ships like... sailing in the night. <laughs> Yay, us. Um, they also have flour, twax, um, blunts, and literally whatever you want to smoke uh, and however you want to smoke it. They, they also them. have edibles. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have uh, lotion, CBD lotion, which mm-hmm. I really like. It made my skin luxurious. <laughs> um, they have everything, but they don't have the THC, which is really important when you're looking for the benefits of only that CBD. Um, we'll always be advocates for combining just because we like the effects. I, should, I guess me, but I know that oh, you feel the same way <laughs> what? about what that. About um, and they also have really cool t-shirts and graphics which <laughs> I love supporting so um, thank you to Lindsay and the Plain Jane family mm-hmm. for allowing us to come out um, we were really lucky to get to experience Ashland Oregon um, <laughs> <Yeah>. I <laughs> love that place I like can't wait until we get to go back there yeah um, and I mean speaking of the area you know like the whole west wait I liked it except for the deers that were everywhere. Eunice doesn't like um, animals though. Oh, no, you like no. no I, mean, I like, like animals. Dogs. I just don't like nature animals stuff. Like unpredictability is no. that what it is? No, deers. I think deers are just like big rats because <laughs> they're so overpopulated. They eat garbage. They're on the side of the road. We never even see deer here though. <laughs> no, but I know. But growing up in the Midwest, I mean, I definitely understand yeah. that. I've I feel like it was like every other week someone hit. would. Yeah, I was just gonna say, mm-hmm. come in with and like, it's like blood the one all thing like you have car. to hit. You have to just hit it otherwise it'll damage your car if you don't or your yourself yes yes anyways yeah so there was deer like literally like super close to the car and then when I was trying to walk down the alley there was a deer hashtag there. nature and, and like I couldn't walk down the alley I had to like turn around and go the long way because I was so scared of this deer <laughs> it's true Stay tuned for the outclips of that because it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> but you might have to either scroll or listen to the entire episode because I'm going to put it at the end. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Not oh. sorry. <laughs> Luckily, though, Lindsay's farm wasn't directly affected by the Oregon fires, but there is a lot of community members who were, including yeah. people who she works with directly. Um, so we really wanted to be able to support that community in this time of rebuilding and people who are put out. Um, so we'll be posting um, ways that you can support and donate in our bio to go ahead and give some relief to the people who are kind enough to, you know, really make us feel at home in their home. Mm-hmm. Um, literally their home. Literally. <laughs> We're coming back for a party. Don't worry, Lindsay. Yes. In the pool. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. It has to be warm, right? 
It does. <laughs> I mean, it I'm not cold, a cold weather person. Cold I'm like there. shivering over here, and does I it? only have like this amount of skin showing. <laughs> but it gets, does it get cold there? I think. I mean, or is it like it's like Pacific Northwest cold? Oh, it's so no close snow. To Cali. I don't own a shovel. <laughs> we it's actually one. an hour north of Weed, California, which mm-hmm. we talked ourselves down um, going there just based off of it was already an eight-hour trip for us. Yeah, and we did it in 24 hours. <laughs> and without further ado, we'll take you to the Plain Jane interview. Yay. Keep blazing. Stay amazing. <laughs> now the class. Okay, so, like, let's talk Plain Jane. Like, I mean, this is, like, this is, like, amazing how this, like, came to fruition. So, like, let's first hear about your, like, how did you get involved with cannabis? How did you start smoking it? Your career path is so, like... Random. Cool and unique. <laughs> no, it was like, straight this way, and then it was like, yes. You know? We had like so, 85, we were like, wait, what? And I was like, oh my, what? I was like, like oh. This is awesome. I was like, she's like way smarter than me. <laughs> and we were like, we're like, oh, we're going to be out of our leagues here. Okay. No, no. I'm normally educated, so we're on the same. Yeah. We'll bring the curve down. No, education is kind of BS. It's, well, just, it's just like a check mark. I think I say the same thing. I said, yeah. But I went I said, to grad school. There has to be a really good that story that would, like, yeah. Well, so story. so weed. I started smoking weed when I was like fourteen. Mm-hmm. That was like everybody smoked weed when we were younger, and I smoked it like to eat because I could never get hungry because I had anxiety, and me and my friends would smoke at night. This is pre our friendship. Yeah, when I met <laughs> Lindsay, me we we became friends in high school, probably. Oh, that's dope. We were like, yeah. I, we, we were on the cheerleading squad together. We, we oh, went yeah. to prom together. We were <laughs> always. We Where? dated best Baltimore. friends. Baltimore, okay. But we never smoked weed together. I didn't start smoking weed until senior week, 18. Senior week, And oh she did not smoke weed all through high school. I smoked in middle school. So I we never smoked so together. Funny. Ever. Oh my I, God. And like my freshman year of high school, we would just get weed all the time and just like drive around and smoke it. And then I just got really busy and you I didn't have time. started cheerleading. Yeah, I started cheerleading and I was like working a job like 30 hours a week and had school. So I didn't have time to smoke weed then. For sure, I feel that. And none of my friends on the cheerleading squad did. So like yeah. we, we got drunk, but that was it. I didn't start smoking weed again until I was 25. Wow. Oh, wow. So, like, from so 15, interesting. 15 to 25. <laughs> I didn't even know that. And the problem was, because when I used to smoke it when I was younger, I would just fall asleep afterwards. Yeah. Fair. I still do, but, like, I'd be going out to a party, and, like, my friends, we'd all smoke weed, but I'd go in the car and, like, take a nap. <laughs> and I was like, this isn't going to work. I, I mean, love like, that you were like, my experience. I love sleeping my time. a lot. Fuck the parties. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. like, I just, I never slept in high school, like, three hours a night, so when I actually had weed to calm me down, you I, I just, like, like fell asleep that's anywhere. See, that's kind of how I get though like I have like a hard cliff that I fall off on like sometimes we'll be texting about like like we'll be in the middle of a conversation and then I just like drop off and that's where like the work flows down the pot goes up and I am just like dead to the world until like you know 455 for me it's when it's when the weed wears off so when I'm high it's fine and then when it like I'll be cleaning and like painting my nails and then when it wears off I just pass out I don't know. so exhausted. Yeah, I don't know what so happened. Happened. Oh, that shit. Oh. It's like you've done so much with the energy reserve. I have so done. funny. I don't know what happened. But so when I was 25, I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. Okay. It's a stomach thing. It's ulcerative colitis. Mm-hmm. And I was on pharmaceutical meds, but I was reading about like how weed 
Something about your parasympathetic nervous system. I don't know what any of these things mean, but I was You just said it very with intention <laughs> and, and with confidence. She knows. Basically, <laughs> having stomach issues has a lot to do with how high strung I am and like go, go, go and like my inability to relax and calm down. Mm-hmm. So I started smoking weed to force myself to calm down because when you're high, you're just like, oh, all right, I'm just going to chill here because my body doesn't want to do anything anyway. Right. And so it was for me, it was learning how like with meditation, learning how to do nothing and allow my body to like digest food and relax. So I had to take up smoking weed again. And I hadn't smoked in 10 years and I was nervous that I was gonna be like paranoid because I'm already an anxious person and sometimes when I smoke too much, I do get paranoid. And I'm like, okay. I think I that's relatable. Yeah, I don't, but I didn't have a choice. I think you're like my shadow twin. I'm like, are <laughs> you no, describing me like, this I year? I was like, oh my gosh, this is like you. I know, I know. I know. And my reaction is like, really? You get paranoid? I've never smoked that much. <laughs> like, I don't See, know it could be two there. hits, or yeah. like if I took an edible. Oh my, I I have like a like a break or something, like a mental break. Yeah. If I had an edible and it wouldn't end, I'm like, I want this high to end. But there's because like, it's a control thing. Yeah, I'm it, very it's controlling. Also, like, totally, very I very controlling about it because now we know like what like um, what causes you know what to say the psychoactive yeah. component and some of the yeah. ter- some of the terpenes too. Yeah, like like I learned that I was like, I mean, up until like this year, I was like. I am sativa queen. <laughs> like all I smoke. Like I go in and be like, I want a sativa. Right. You know what I mean? And then I was like, I like need energy all the time. Right. Because I'm just like, to come down. No, because I just I like, like I'm like, I can keep going. I'm I can keep doing that. Like, like I want the stuff that like literally. I want a tranquilizer. That's like, my tranquilizer husband movie. likes to be stoned, but I need yeah. to be that to be normal. But Eunice <laughs> has like a really interesting like, like outlook on how like she goes to job interviews like as high as she would if like whatever because she wants like a baseline of like what to expect this is from what her. it's gonna be <laughs> That's good. I don't wanna go into like get hired and then be, then be like whoa who's this person <laughs> right yeah. that's great I love that yeah. You should own it. You're just as productive. You're just as functional. Like, yeah. why not? And most people don't know. They think they think the stigma is real. Yeah. And it is. Well, yeah. I mean, it is in a way. Some people are productive. Some people are not That's productive. That's true. When they smoke. It depends on the person. Dude, everyone, everyone that we've spoken to too, about, though, like, you know? but all the That's successful true. people yeah. who are stoners are that. They're like, I use it as, like, a, like a carrot and a reward. Like, I smoke a J, and then I sit down and do shit. Well, you know I, what I mean? I don't so, like, that way. I could never. I'm talking about, like, what I Kevin Smith, when we were talking to Kevin Smith, and then when he was talking about smoking his first time with Seth Rogen, he was like, I was amazed that Seth Rogen, like, broke the stigma for me, like, immediately. But it's also, like, I think when you started, too, right? Because I started smoking also at 14, and then I only took a break in college for a couple years, and that was, like, due to, like, more legal matter. <laughs> but like You mean it's not a gateway drug, you didn't do heroin right after <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I waited a while. <laughs> uh, you let it come to you. It was just like, there was a pause, a brief pause, and then like kinda of like when I decided I wanted to be a vegetarian in high school for no reason and then I was like eating meat again. I was you like, just Why? Like bored. Why? You know, so um, but like, yeah, I like so animal rights. For me, I think it's just <laughs> this week. The Pop Moms Podcast. It's the Pop Moms Podcast. Oh, it's on. Okay, we'll bring it back to yeah, 25. Smoking south. weed, right? Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is Plain Jane. I was in Annapolis. I used to work for the legislators on like public health policy. And I did campaigns first. What made you want to get into that? 
Uh, I wanted to make a difference in the world. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. we can't high five. Yeah. I mean, you're just, we're talking so close. We're probably gonna die together. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we're probably gonna die Quite. together. Big company. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just really like wanted to make a difference at the time. I was watching the news. There was so much shit going on. This was like 2012 when Obama was running for re-election. And I was working as an accountant. I was like, this is so boring. <laughs> they wanted me to sit at this desk for nine hours a day. I was, already, I was done my work by like 1 p.m. And I was like, you guys have anything else for me? And they're like, no, just chill. Like, I was like, taking surveys online. I was like, this is so <laughs> stupid. Like, why am I doing this with my life? But it was all that I had access to. Like, I got a degree. I thought I'd have access to more, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. So I quit my job, joined the Obama campaign. It was like the best decision of my life. It was so much fun. I learned so much. I had no idea about politics. I didn't know the difference between Republican and Democrat at the time. I learned it <laughs> That's all. That's so fucking cool. You're like, deep end, hold my gun. I mean, I read, yeah, I read, right? I read so Obama's book, that. so I knew that I liked Obama at the <laughs> yeah. time. But I didn't know, like, I didn't understand everything. Yeah. So I just, they just threw me in, and I'm knocking on doors, I'm making phone calls, I'm, like, pretending like I know what I'm talking about. I have no idea You're what really I'm talking about. You're really like, my life. <laughs> like, welcome to my life. I feel like Fake it till you make it. I mean, yeah. I feel like we gotta, for, like, from a female perspective, too. We're like, we can do it. There yeah, I'm like, sure, why not? It can't be that hard. I've always <laughs> been, like, that's what I've always been, like, I'm like, do you understand how it works? Then you can do it. Yeah. Or just figure like, it out as you go. Right. right. Like, be okay with, like, some of the... as you go. Hot moms rule. Okay, so Obama, I decided I wanted to learn more about policy because I felt like everything in the world was affected by policies that politicians have made. Yep. Mm-hmm. So laws, kind of, but mostly policies that we've enacted. So I was like, this is where I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to help write policies that are going to make a change. I was really idealistic. I was like, I, I can do this. You gotta shoot super what, like, why can't I do this? So. Aim for the moon, you land him on the stars. Right. Oh. And that team has like, I know it's not actually. I didn't even have I'm like, yeah. Not even the stars. There was nothing there. Right. So when I actually got into it, so campaigning and actually working for the legislator is so different. Campaigning is fun. It's like a party all the time. It's like, we're going to make this happen. Yes, we can. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're selling a candidate, right? And you got to be optimistic, so that's fun, because everyone's like, optimistic. This, yeah. this person's going to change your life. Yeah. Like, if you vote this person in, and it's all bullshit. Yeah. It is all Everything's bullshit. It's all based on hope, right? It's, a, it's yeah. based on hope, and everyone thinks that this person is going to be their savior. Like, even Obama, like, I had issues with him. He wasn't as liberal as I wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. But everyone thought he was going to be the savior, and if they just voted for him, that they don't have to do the actual work in yeah. their neighborhoods, yeah. mentoring people, helping right. people. Yeah. So they'd rather just, like, vote and think that that's going to change it. So when I actually got into, like, writing policy and working directly for the legislators on committees, it worked nothing like that. Yeah. Basically, they had an idea of what they were going to do, and it didn't matter if the data told them that it was incorrect. They were like, I don't really care. This is what we're going to do because this is what this enriched group wants. Yeah. And it was so frustrating for me. The, I think the deal breaker for me was when I talked about gun violence in Baltimore City and healthcare for black women in particular. Mm-hmm. I was like, they have the highest rates of all of these autoimmune diseases because of stress okay. that's directly related to, you know, their husbands dying or being in prison. Right. All of these racism. things, they told me I wasn't allowed to talk about <gasps> racism in the budget. What? They, so sit, they sat there and told me that unless I can tie it directly to dollars, which I could, yeah. I couldn't talk about how racism affects the budget because yeah, it affects... it didn't exist, right? It's oh, not that it doesn't God. exist, yeah. but because it affects every budget and we'd always have to talk about it. We should always yeah. have to and talk and about right. it. That's why but there it's are issues with yeah. that now. Oh, they, no, but they, they don't... They do. I know. I'm like, yeah. It's well, so you crazy. have to think, like, my you know how much that goes on and how terrible it really is. That's just the skim of it. But my boss was a 
white man, and I, I he was a pretty liberal white man. He was from the UK, mm-hmm. but it didn't matter because he was working in a system where he was beholden to all the legislators, right, exactly. and what they wanted was what they you wanted. Can only push so much, right? So you have to pick and choose which agenda you're going to push. And I was like, okay, going to cause the most friction is always the one that's off the table. If I'm going to get this passed, something as like simple as like a, a sugar tax mm-hmm. to to fund Medicaid dental for mm-hmm. adults, mm-hmm. something as simple as that, they allowed me. By, you know, by their graces. They bestowed to, the grace yeah, upon to me. to even let me talk about it. But they were like, yeah, if you're ever going to get that pass, it's going to take at least 10 years. I was like, so you're telling me I'm making 50 grand a year with a master's degree, working, you know, 70 hours a week during session, mm-hmm. putting all of my emotional energy into trying to make a difference, and it's going to take me 10 years to pass one simple law. Like, that's yeah. going to be outdated by the time you pass it. Yeah. I was like... That was just their way of smashing your dream. Right. Smashing what you were trying to do. It's not them. It's the way... The democracy and the bureaucracy is so slow. It's such a slow process. Yeah. And people do it, and it works for them. They're like these long-distance runners. I am not. Yeah. I was like, I don't come from money. I need to go make some money. I need a retirement account. I don't need the stress in my life. I'm trying to help people that I'm never even going to reach. I'd rather just go mentor kids in my neighborhood. Like, this is not going to work for me. I'd rather just go waitress and make a ton of money and have my and own travel. emotional energy for my family, for my friends. Mm-hmm. So totally. I quit and I traveled. Um, but that was, at the time, that's when I got my autoimmune disease. So it was like partially stress. Yeah. And I was getting really high CBD, high THC from my dispensary because I didn't like the paranoia, but I needed the weed. Yeah. And I heard about CBD from a friend in Cali who worked for a CBD company. So I had my friend who was also a co-worker. He was like my dealer. He'd go get it for me because I didn't have a card in D.C. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you. But it was mm-hmm. like 60 bucks for an eighth of trim. Oh, like Jesus. garbage, right? Oh, Don't you hate that? And I was like, you've got to... I would never shop in D.C. for weed. You have got to be kidding me. I just wanted the CBD part of it. And I read a Leafly article that was like, this is crazy. CBD is basically legal. Like, you can sell it anywhere. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be charging you what they're charging for weed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that, that sounds like a great <laughs> idea. But I didn't do anything with it. I traveled the world for like a year. I met um, Evan through one of his MIT fraternity brothers. I know a bunch of frat guys, but they're all smart. They're from MIT, right? Or MIT, though. You would think, but everyone's pretty much the same. It doesn't really matter which school you went to. So they, him and this other guy that wanted to start a business together, they were trying to come up with ideas. Evan comes from tech, so he used to work um, in San Francisco making a ton of money working from home like 20 hours a week mm-hmm. and I was like wow what a dichotomy from like what I was doing right. versus yeah. what he was doing like yeah. should I have done One coding choice. should I have done coding I would have yeah. hated it it doesn't matter Yeah. but they were like let's do a tech company and they couldn't come up with like a great idea I was like mm. they just wanted to do a company they wanted to do a company and as a as a man in society you have all the confidence in the world to either run, no for, idea. run for public <laughs> office or run a company I'm gonna be the best. you're like oh I wake up I'm a man I'm going to run a company. I'm going to yeah. be damn good at it. And I'm like, well, let's think of a good idea. Let's think of a way to do this. We yeah. need money. Let's we need this. Let's, let's Google it. See if anyone <laughs> else is doing it. Like and the rats. There's so many steps before you start eating each other. And as a woman, <laughs> as a woman you're like, I, need I to didn't see sure. that coming. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two steps before you start eating each other. COVID and then you eat each other. Right. It is something else. <laughs> over oh, roaches, shit. Straight to eating your brother. The pigeons and then the roaches. And then you're... <laughs> okay. Okay. Never mind. Okay. So wait. So Dwayne wanted to start. Dwayne was one of our first co-founders too. He's from Baltimore, so I met him in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. 
he wanted to do a weed company because he loves to smoke weed. Mm-hmm. And Evan was like, let's do a tech company. And I was like, I think you're both wrong. I think we should do CBD. We don't have enough money for weed. We have whatever was in Evan's savings account from his tech job. <laughs> Nobody was investing. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Evan. <laughs> yeah. Nobody was investing in us. Like, we didn't have a good idea. I was like, I think CBD will be better because I want the CBD. Yeah. I want the cheap CBD. But that's how the best that companies are born. Are solving like, for yourself. a broader market for you guys. Yeah, too. I was like, we can we can put it through the mill. Technically, this was before the yeah. the most recent farm bill, so it wasn't technically all there. But whatever, you know. It's a, it, we, but it like, was, why force us to play in a gray area? Yeah, it was a gray area. We didn't know. I've done super packs before. Those are gray areas. Yeah. You know, right. I'm I'm all about the gray area. So I told them to start CBD, and I didn't have any money, so I couldn't join them because they couldn't pay themselves. So I was still waitressing in LA. Mm-hmm. They moved out here to an RV on a farm, <laughs> and I came up and joined them when I had money like three months later. Because I was like, I have to have money if I'm going to contribute to something. Yeah. I can't rely on them. You have to be invested. They don't have any money. I don't have any money. Like, I have to be able to support myself until we make money. So I joined them in November, and at this point, there's three of us in this shitty RV on a farm with a porta potty. And we're working out of a barn that's like, maybe a quarter of over there we're like working out of a barn selling maybe like 10 grand a month making cigarettes by hand we have no idea what we're doing absolutely no idea and well, like that, that's so cool. It was. So it was. Cool. It was fun. <laughs> like you did that. You were a part of that. You nothing. started from nothing, and, and it was your idea up. that propelled it into a thing. It was definitely my idea, but it was. It was You're really like, hard. I'm taking credit right now. Yeah, I'll take credit. I don't need the validation. I'm giving you the credit now. <laughs> Officially right. on film. The validation is that we're like successful now, but from where we were, from this tiny barn and like three people living in an RV, not knowing how we were going to pay for the next packaging, like we were, we were like poor for a business. Like, we had to choose between, like, what we're going to pay for yeah. and how much uh-huh. we can pay for. And when you don't have any money, you have to pay for small amounts, and everything's more expensive in small amounts. Yeah. Yeah. So we were like, I don't know how we're going to do this. Um, but eventually, like, three months later, we just somehow started making all these sales. That's awesome. Evan was doing a lot of SEO strategy, which was great. Like, he's really tech-savvy. What is SEO? Because I've been meaning to ask you for months. It's how people find you. <laughs> Search engine optimization. It's how people find you on Google. Wow. So okay. it's how people find you on Google. Like when you type something in like CBD hemp flower, who comes up? When you search for something, you're only going to go through like the first five people, right? You're not going to go to the third page. You're like, Never. I'm not doing that much work. Yeah. So unless you're on that front page as a company, no one's ever going to find you. There are so many CBD companies that are on page 20 yep. that no one's ever going to look at because yeah. they just aren't on the first page. So SEO matters a lot, but also our pricing at the time. We were cheaper than anybody. Yeah. Yep. Now that's not true. Now there are companies now that have too much flour mm-hmm. and they don't know what the fuck to do with it. So they're like, okay, I'm going to do it really cheap. Yep. Yep. But at the time nobody was doing that and we were. So that's what propelled us up. And then we just like kept working on it. We had cool packaging. We were coming out with new things mm-hmm. and your we guys were, stuff is dope. We were it's using like, our yeah. Instagram yeah. and then we became like this real legitimate yeah. brand. Yeah. And then we moved here to this farm Make like sure. in November. Sure. Just have your own. We have plenty. <laughs> we have so many. I don't even. Is this a new pack or was this just sitting in there? No, I just cracked it okay. open. Because I don't know how old this pack is. It could, okay. it, I could have used it for pictures like six months I've ago. I've been smoking all of the product that's been in there and it all tastes fine to me. Yeah. So at least it has a great shelf life. Yeah. Because like I couldn't tell you if this well, was new or old. that's the best thing about weed, right? It's just like. Yeah. It's already dry. Like, yeah. It's like, like, everyone's like, I need the expiration date. I'm like, I don't know when you don't want to smoke it anymore. I, I don't know. <laughs> like when, You're it like gets, when do you anticipate finishing it? Yeah. <laughs> is it gonna that's take, it. <laughs> is it going to take you six months? It expires when I don't, you I don't finish know. It, so. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, they have flour from like harvest two three years ago 
Is that okay? Like it's fine. Yeah. What mm-hmm. happens to flower over time? Literally nothing. It doesn't the decrease potency. in potency. The potency it does. Like, the content yeah. changes. A yeah. Bit. It changes kind of like the way the high would feel. I think. But sometimes it's actually better. It's yeah. like cured longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know cured, but the problem is cured. people don't know that. So if they see Brut, because it gets a little darker the longer that you wait, people out, like, people will see that and they'll be like, weed. "This is bad. Like I don't want this." But I'm like, "Have you smoked it? Actually, it smokes right. really nice." Yeah, they're really weird. They're particular about what it looks like, even if they are going to just grind it up. They're like, "I want my buds to be fat." Because like, people are weary. You, you know, know like, what I mean? I'm, like it's people are weary of it. Also, like an education piece. Too. Yeah. Like um, I don't like my buds to be super sticky if I'm trying to like smoke it through a. Or you know what I mean? True. Yeah. But if they're dry, people complain. And if they're like too small, even though you're literally gonna grind it, they're like, "You gave me small buds." I'm like, (coughs) "Are you gonna smoke the bud? Like, how are you gonna smoke that? Yeah. What are you? You just want to look at it? Like, I don't understand. Did it fuck up your Instagram shot? Yeah. Right. Or are you selling it as THC after you spray it with THC? Stuff like that. I love it. The big thing is that people. People are selling it on the the illegal THC market as weed sometimes. And those are the people that are like, I need my buds to look, like, fat and dank. And I'm like... But then you should go buy buds. Why don't you go buy weed? Why don't you go buy weed? Yeah. Oh, because you don't want to spend that money because you want to make a lot of money and do something illegal. And okay. you want to dupe people. Like, that's, yeah. like, the complete fucking opposite of this whole entire scheming. industry. That's happening so much now, yeah. though, with all the CBD on the market. How are you guys dealing with it? We don't know who's doing it. So, like, if somebody buys a pound, I don't know if they're buying a pound for their store, for themselves, or if they're selling it as weed after they spray it with THC. It's I don't so, want to give anyone ideas. It grosses me out to, to know that, I mean, I, when I first started getting the product from you and getting the CBD buds, and I remember talking to my husband, like, do you think people are selling this shit as real weed? Because, yeah. like, to someone who doesn't know any better, they would just buy it and not even think twice about it. And, I mean, for someone, people who smoke, you can totally tell the difference. It smokes right. differently. It feels different. But people who don't know won't know. But it's like now that I know that they can also spray THC onto buds. That freaks me out. Grosses me out, dude. I mean, I didn't know that until like three months ago when all, we were getting all these calls. Like I was I today years old. <laughs> I was today years old. Right? And I, I didn't know that. I found out yesterday. yesterday. Listen, I am the most yesterday. naive person. <laughs> I project because I try to be a good person. I project that onto other people, and I'm like, there's no way they guilty. Steal. <laughs> there's no way they'd steal from me because I would never. Steal. I'm the opposite. That's why I knew yep. you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm She's like, like I. She's everyone. Yeah. It's so hard yeah. for me to believe that, like, we've had employees steal thousands of dollars from us. We've had so many bad things happen to us. People lie to us. People dupe us. And Evan and I are both very naive people because we try to be really good people. Oh, Jesus. Ooh, <laughs> we, we just assume that the world is good. And we've been so jaded having a company realizing that, no, in fact, capitalism is as evil as everyone says yep. that it is. Yep. And no, we're just also, working in this. in an industry that is, like, even more so. Regulated, evil. not regulated. You exactly. Know? So, like, there's a lot of room for gray. And it also attracts, like, a certain personality type in the weed sector. Well, so yeah, that's because been, like, those are the, they're like, I'm legit now. Like, my, my, my guy that I used to... <laughs> Think but about how cool the pot dealers you were. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get that on, like, an ego scale now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but hemp is a little bit different. I, the weed dealers are very used to making easy money. I mean, they were going to go to prison, so they had a high risk. Like, right. they're yeah. like, I need to make a lot of money on this because if I go to prison, I'm screwed. Yep. But hemp, it's not the same. You have to have a legitimate business. You have, like, mm-hmm. we can't sell it for 20x. Right. Like, right. we can't do that. We're ha- we have to sell it like it's, like, a makeup product or something. Yeah. Like, you just can't do that. And I think a lot of people aren't used to the 
hard work that goes into that mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, I just like grow my nice weed and sell it for a bunch of money and chill. This industry is so different from that. Yeah. Like, no, you have to work really hard. Like, pretend you're like at a normal normal place, but we're just selling something. And then that, amplify it. Yeah, that looks like weed, but mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. What keeps me going personally, one, my family's using it. Like, right. I have my mom being like, hey, can you send me That's some more like CBD Say oil? It, dude. I'm like, this my makes me the patch on. My friends, my friends are using it. Like, everyone that I know is like, hey, can you send me some more of that? So, one, I feel really good that the people around me in my life are using it. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm providing Validate. something. And it's like, we're not just supporting you because Yeah, we like they're not you. just supporting we're me. They're like, like, hey, the I need, so, I need really some really more works. of that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll get it to you, Mom. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but um, my mom's Betty great. Golf. My mom is so supportive. When we first started and I had to go home for winter to see my family, we were fulfilling orders, like, out of her basement. The whole house smelled like weed. My stepdad was like, Lindsay, like, you cannot have this here. My mom's like, I'll help you fill orders. Oh my god! Like I she's love the it. most supportive. That's like your mom. She's so supportive. She's like, I got you, girl. But everyone, right? everyone in our inbox and the emails that we get, they're like, "This is like saving my life." I'm like, okay, that makes me feel really good. And it helped me quit cigarettes. She sold. Hey, I had a question I about see, that. Yeah, yeah. and I always the, tell people before I started working for Lindsay, I used, I like used the CBD for an entire year, and um, I. Decided I, when I got my new car, I decided I wanted to quit smoking cigarettes. I smoked since, since I was 21, and I'm 30 now. And literally, I haven't smoked a cigarette since the 1st of March, and I have no interest. All I smoked the odorless hemp pre rolls, our cigarette, the white pack. Mm-hmm. I smoked them for about a month. It like replaced my tobacco cigarettes with the hemp pre rolls. And then after I got over like the mental fixation mixed with the nicotine issue that I obviously had. Mm-hmm. So I switched to the odorless hemp, and I recommend them to everybody. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that you guys pay, like, homage to the plant. You know what I mean? You're like, here's this dope plant. Like, we're not going to change it a ton, and it's going to be a huge benefit to your life. You know what I mean? Like, you guys really, you pay, you do, like, to just, like, its roots, you know? And I, I dig that. Like, the fact that you make moon rocks, so it's like, you can have a seamless experience. You can mix the experience, THC and CBD. Like, you can really a create lot of people it for do yourself. That, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to add some CBD because it's way cheaper, and then it's going to make my weed last longer, too. <laughs> well, I told my friends that. I'm like, dude, just, like, take your THC Keith, buy a bunch of really nice CBD buds, and then that can be, like, a little concoction you right. have for, like, when you run out of your weed. Like, Marry whatever. that shit. Weed you is know? expensive. That's where we're at. Um, yeah, it's been quite the journey. Well, this is awesome. Thank you guys for letting us ask you a whole bunch of questions. This was so easy and fun. Thanks it was so fun. I was yeah. like, oh my god, how can we get down to like Southern Oregon can we even again? Can all like, hang out again? I know, but like for real. Dude, like, it's been so cool. Three months, I'm just gonna say We it. could totally make that happen. Plan. Yeah. Let's do a follow-up. She's coming back. She's like, I'm gonna tell my husband that I have to, I have to come I'm back I'm coming down work. here quarterly. Down sideways. I'm coming across to here. listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, 
My name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.